I'm Jack Kirby. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Manu. And this is It Came from the Newsstand, a podcast with two curmudgeons that love to talk about comics, collectibles, cards, video games, shopping malls. They also love each other while hating each other. That's us. That's us. <laughs> um, hi, Dave. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm comfy. I'm really comfy right now. Good. I'm glad. You got your hood on and everything. Yeah, I don't even have my hood on tonight. Um, I know. Should we tell our friends a secret? Yeah. You know what, Manu? I think we should tell our friends the secret so that they can listen to the rest of this podcast at ease. Yeah. Friends, what you're hearing right now is the final episode of It Came From The Newsstand. Something that me and Manu have come to agreement in. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's going to make for a really good podcast because we're at peace with it. We are, but it did just make me kind of sad hearing you say it while we're recording. Oh, dude, I've been dealing with it all day. Oh, yeah. Well, look, you know, uh, it's we talk about nostalgia and like this is 19. Well, you know, 19 episodes, which is roughly like four months. No, it's five months. Actually, it's five months that we started this and maybe even longer. No. Oh, my God, dude. It's six months because. We started this before I went to the UK. Wow. So this is a big part of our our life this year and this year. Um, you know, and it's, I'm proud of it. And so well, well, that makes me sad that, you know, I'm ending it. We're you ending know, it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And this has been a very memorable chapter in our lives, right? Like this is a contribution to our lives that... Uh, I think is incredible. And I'm always going to look at, I'm not going to look back. Well, yeah, I guess you look back. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to remember it fondly. But yes, um, friends, Dave is right. We are at peace with the decision, but we'll talk about the decision. And it's partly because the decision is to preserve something that we value more, even though the podcast, what it's become, what we share with our friends and the response we get from the community and what this could become is very valuable and very special. Is it at the cost of, I'll just go ahead and say it, our friendship, you know, the relationship that Dave and I have, because we found that this, as beautiful as it is, the actual process of making it come to life was putting stress on our friendship. And um, I don't know if that's a worthwhile trade-off because if we had to put our money on what's ha, what has more potential to last a lifetime and what's more valuable, is it a podcast or is it everything else that Dave and I could do together if we are at peace with one another? Um, I think the relationship is the right decision over the one project. In my mind going into this episode, I'm like, I'm going to let Manu explain it because it's going to sound so... <laughs> nice and soft and you know really and and i'm not saying that because like you know if i said it it would have been brutal sure sure, sure. it's just you we we know that you have better bedside manner <laughs> <laughs> you know and of what a couple of weeks ago we 
we had a very vulnerable episode that our friends really appreciated. We appreciated having that conversation. It was therapeutic for the both of us. And we talked about some of the things that, some of the frictions, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, we hoped to resolve it and we had resolved it. But the truth is, if there's any lingering of, if there's any lingerings of it, you know, if there's something that you can just feel in the air, you know, you know what they say, it's palpable, right? Mm -hmm. If you could just feel some sort of tension or something unsaid, that wears on the clear line of communication between friends, right? As friends, see, Dave and I had this wonderfully long conversation last night, as we always do. But, you know, it was about this. And it was like, yeah, maybe we've got to do this, you know, and we both kind of agreed. And there's all kinds of analogies, you know, it's like you're in a relationship with someone, you say, hey, let's just be friends. We're better off friends, right? Yeah. And, And I don't mean that as like some cheap cop out. I literally mean that because, you know, and obviously we don't have complete clarity on this yet. This is pretty fresh. But one of the thoughts that I had was in a professional setting, in a professional relationship where we are obligated to perform something for one another. It gets hard to just be friends because as friends, you Mm -hmm. want to be able to say, fuck you. You know, (laughs) but when it's like a work thing, you can't say, fuck you. I mean, you can, but it's not received the same way. It's like, wait, no, No. we're trying to get something done here. It ain't, and it's not fuck you time. It's do this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, the, the, the friendship is worth more than anything that we can put out there for public consumption. It's more valuable emotionally and, you know, everything that a friendship brings in. And the other thing is, is, and I said this to you last night, but I, I do mean it, like maintaining and nurturing that friendship and ending the podcast just means that somewhere down the line, if we ever want to do anything again, we're, we're here, we're friends. We know yeah. that we can do, we can, we can have uh, conversations that are for public consumption in any way, shape or form because we're choosing to end this before it ended us. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and and that's really, really important. And honestly, this is the first time I've ever had to really do something like this and done it the way that we're doing it. Right. Like being very vocal to you and you being very vocal to me about saying, yeah, this is the right thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It, it sucks because we both really love it. It is unfortunate, but... Yes. It's the right thing. There we go. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm glad that it's happening this way. A couple of things here. You know, people say to know if something's going to work, you try it. Yeah. You don't, you don't theorize or hypothesize or whatever. You don't just think about what can go wrong. What might, You actually do it mm-hmm. and you figure it out. Now, the interesting thing about this is the thing that we set out to do did work <laughs> did. who who starts something and then it works and then says ah, we're done here but but that's because you know the offering into the world worked but there's a completely different element of that uh you know that that doesn't get recorded or doesn't get put out onto a podcast platform which is part of this as well and we learned very valuable things about how you and I work together, what mm-hmm. our dynamics are as two individuals unique, uniquely ourselves. And it's so important to have learned that in this way, doing something beautiful together so that we are equipped with that knowledge of how we engage so that we are better prepared for when we decide to do something else together. And another thing that's really important to say, the podcast is ending. 
everything else that Dave and I do together is still everything that Dave and I do together. You know, we're still very much in each other's worlds, but Mm -hmm. this was just causing a little too much stress for our friendship. That's really it. And and for for anybody that knows us individually or together, that you know that both of us are very strong personalities. And that's one of the reasons why we work so well together, but it's also one of the reasons why we we didn't work so well together in, in certain aspects of this, but recognizing that is such a huge thing. And I'm glad that we were able to come to this. And, you know, the conversation we had last night was extremely important to me. You know, the, the thing is, if one of us was an idiot, then it would be easy to continue this because the idiot one would be like, uh, yeah, all right, let's just put this out. But the fact is, we're, <laughs> we, both, we both come into this podcast with something to say. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's like... It shows me that I myself and you, my friend, we're, we're both making the right decision because neither of us is like, well, you know, let's give it five more shots because that sure. would just, it would, you know, it would just, yeah, it would just be bad. I, I've got 190 videos out there. These 19 podcasts means so much more to me than almost of those videos. Dude, that's amazing. They, they mean a lot to me as well. And, um. I'm just really happy that we did it, man. Like 19 podcasts is 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 nothing short of a full-on commitment. And we committed to it and we executed on it. That is a long time. Yeah. Um, because if you just boil down the 19, it's one a week. But there were a few weeks that we recorded stuff that didn't come out. So that's how it actually turns into more than just what the 19 weeks would have been. Yeah. Or the 19 episodes would have equated to. And um, I mean it. I mean, this is like things in my life where if something ends... That actually kind of makes it more beautiful to me. I'm twisted in that sense. You know, I look for the poetry even in the tragedy, right? And um, it's it, it's very much akin to a beautiful relationship, you know, with an ex of mine. Like, you know, as weird as that is to say, mm-hmm. like, I look fondly on my relationships with some of my exes. They they lasted for the amount of time that they did in that in that capacity, and they're a beautiful part of my life. So the podcast, I look at it that same way, and I'm excited to see what the heck else we end up doing. Yeah, we already put something on the books for uh, like almost exactly a month from now. So yeah, it's, it's right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about that already? Uh, I mean, yeah, because I, I, by the next week, I'll have solidified it. Uh, friends, it, it, if you are not aware, I did a um, a YouTube comic book convention called DaveNgerCon earlier this year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of my goals was to see if I could make it work twice a year. So I'm doing something called, I haven't decided if it's going to be called uh, DaveNgerCon Winter Edition or DaveNgerCon Light. Most likely DaveNgerCon Winter Edition. It's going to be one day of sales on my YouTube channel. Manu is going to be one of the people I'm hosting. Uh, Maddie, MM Comics, I'll be hosting and uh, figuring out the, the other two. But different from DaveNgerCon, I'll be selling at bookending the sale, the the beginning of it and the end of it, but I will be hosting my friends where I will just let them be selling and I will be the host. And Manu, you're one of the people. I can't, I look, I can't wait. And, you know, he led by saying like, friends, if you're aware, he did a DaVengerCon earlier this year. 
And Dave Vengercon was a huge success. It was so fun. Like, it's something that Dave wanted to pull off, and he did. I think it was 24 hours the first time. That's why this is, like, mm-hmm. the light version. I do like the winter edition um, sort of sort of twist on the name. And then the other funny thing that I heard you say was, like, you said you were going to be bookending with, uh, bookending it. How <laughs> how great is that? You know, because you're selling books. Exactly. The bookends. Exactly. So I thought that was beautiful. But, yeah, I look forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, so things like that are going to continue to happen. Oof, a thought I had left. <laughs> Gone. So I wanted to add something into this also. And we'll, we'll be talking in and out about this all, all episode. But um, the thing to me was I wanted to make sure that we did one last episode out of respect for everybody that's been listening since we started. Because, yeah, Dave was adamant about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I do believe he's right in that. Yeah, because imagine like, um, you know, you're watching your your favorite British TV show, which is usually two seasons in a movie or two seasons in a special, and they just end, but they never mm-hmm. do the end. They just mm-hmm. stop. You're reading your favorite comic book and, uh, you know, issue six is about to come out, which a uh, six part miniseries and it just never comes out. So I wanted to give everybody our respect for them for being part of this by closing this out with a, a fun episode full of who knows what. You know, this is yeah. going to be a good episode full of stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite people to talk to, period. End of, uh, full stop. <laughs> full stop. Full stop. Um, I do think there's going to be plenty to talk about because now I'm in a, in a reflective sort of space. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up your, your first um, Devenger Con, which was the inaugural, I think yeah. it's called when it's the yeah. first. And it's going to become an annual thing, and um, twice a year, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as we approach the end of the year, we've got a little less than two months left. It's been a pretty packed year. I do feel like maybe just talking about some of the things that we did and you know how we developed new relationships, how the community and the circle of friends grew and you know, how we got to where we are right now. And um, it's about, it's it's reflective time of year. That's where I'm at. Yeah, well, the fall, you know, leaves are falling off the trees and yeah. they're getting ready to go to sleep for a while and get ready to perk up in the spring. So yeah, it's a good time to reflect. And I would like to put a, a marker in that statement with what you had said to me. It was either the end, it was either December. Yeah, it was December of last year. It was right around the time when you got the Fallout 4, right? That's when you got it in December? Yeah, yeah. And end of December, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it was around, around, then, yeah. around the time where me and Manu were, I mean, like, this podcast replaced some of those phone calls only barely, but we were on the phone, like, a couple hours a day, every day, just talking, you know, like, really getting to know each other. And we had already gotten to know each other a bit, but you said 2023 was going to be our year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't I, I didn't laugh at that. I didn't disagree with that. I basically just said, you know, I'm going to let you say this and I'm going to embrace it. And I and, and like, for fuck's sake, man, it was our year and it still isn't. It's not over, but fuck, yeah. man, it was our year together Dude, I, and yeah. separately. Our, our togetherness was a big part of that energy that I was feeling. Like, I do think independently we are on paths that um, are fruitful for us, you know, rewarding, satisfying. And it's not by mistake. You know, what I recognize in you is something similar that I recognize in me. We're just in a space in life right now where 
we are manifesting. Manifesting mm-hmm. doesn't mean sitting in a comfortable spot hoping and wishing. That is part of it. But manifesting is that everything that we do is to move our purpose, uh, it is, is to play into our purpose, right? You wake up every morning and do whatever it is you want to do. But the, everything that you want to do is about books. You're yeah. searching for collections, you're communicating about collections, you're planning a video, you're planning content, you're sending out emails to get in touch with people, to do interviews with some of the people that you grew up listening to, grew up reading, looking at their art. Like everything that you do mm-hmm. has to do with this. Your life is your business. The more life you live, the more your business grows. They are one and the same. I find myself in very much the same place in life in the unique way that I do that thing. And that is manifestation. And when you are doing that, when you are living your purpose, when you are walking that path, how could anything other than getting what you're after be the result? I mean, sure, there are missteps, there are yeah. obstacles, but when you're focused, the obstacle is just that, an obstacle. It's not a, it's not a permanent wall. It's not an obstruction that you cannot get around. It's something that you figure out how to get around or get over mm-hmm. because we're walking our path. And so that's what I recognized. And that's why I felt like 2023 is going to be a year of promise. And it was, and it's been fruitful and it's been rewarding. And I firmly believe that this energy is going to not only carry into 2024, but 2024 is going to be this multiplied. It just is, bro. I mean, you're right. You you know, it's hard to see the forest from the trees, but when you think about the amount of work that you put in or I put in or we put in together and results happen. And, you know, missteps, right. You know, take a wrong turn, you know, hit at that end, turn around, go the other way. You know, yeah. it, it it really is. It's, it's sometimes hard for me to look at it like that. I have what it means sometimes. A lot of times it's hard for you to look at that because I'm not wired that way. You know? Yeah, I'm more like spiritual, universe, energy, yeah. yada, yada. And, you know, I'm in your life. So you, I get to throw a bunch of that stuff your way. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm happy to accept it. It's just, you know, like we are a product of the people we grew up around, the people that raised us and the, the, you know, the, the environment that we were in. So it's really tough to rewire yourself, but I'm, I've been accepting it. And that's like the best I can do is just take it as it comes and see what happens. Um, but the drive that we both have separately and the things that we do in together, um, it's impressive. It's impressive to see, like, you've pushed me to, to do certain things, be a better person or just look at things a different way, you know? And so that, that like, if anything I was to take out of this experience together is that, you know, and there's Isn't a lot it? to take out of this experience. Oh, there's, there's a lot, man. And that's that, and that, that e- very easily just ties back to why preserving the relationship is more important than preserving the podcast, because the gift is in um, us knowing each other, mm-hmm. you know, and what comes from that we will sift through and yeah. we'll keep what we can but we will not lose the knowing each other no and and being you know like each other's fucking like i don't know if coach is the word but yeah or like strategist you you're you we we both strategize things for each other that feel like uh that's it's kind of like word chief type thing you know it's very true i mean sharing cuz we both have our own perspectives mm-hmm. both I mean, I don't mean to say this about myself, even though I mean, people know I think I'm intelligent and all that. But like, you know, we both have an intelligent perspective. Yeah. And so if there's something that 
I am like not understand. You know, sometimes it's it's important for me to hear Dave's voice say things like, "Manu, don't discount that book too much." Yeah, I just I can just hear it, you know, because you know Dave's like you know about you know he's stern. Well, he's not stern. His prices are good, and he knows that. Yeah. So why you know drop them even more? And um, sometimes I'm just kind of like having a good time, and but Dave's voice plays, and Dave's like, "Manu." You don't, you don't have to take another hundred off because you like the guy, you know? <laughs> he's still, he's still going to buy it from you and you're still going to buy sell it to him, you know? It's... Yeah. And so those kinds of things have been very fun and very beneficial. And, you know, hopefully some of the spiritual stuff rings in Dave's ears every now and I then. Mean, but even does. if it doesn't, I, I, I talk to him. So yeah, there the, it is. the gratitude thing. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful and I show a lot of gratitude. It's just sometimes... As we learned from dealing with each other, sometimes the gratitude that I assume people know that I have isn't hurt. And so, you know, being vocal about it more often, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's only going to help people. You know, nobody ever said thank you and hurt somebody. (laughs) <laughs> right. Or made them feel bad about themselves by saying, hey, man, you did a good fucking job and I appreciate you. Nobody ever got hurt by that statement. Yeah. I don't think thank yous have ever hurt anyone. No, no. It'd be weird if they did. But uh, yeah. But this experience has been so awesome. And I do. Oh, need- no. Wait one second. Sorry. I'll tell you when a thank you has hurt someone. Now, this hasn't happened. Like I'm just saying. Someone says, I love you. And the person responds, thank you. <laughs> That yeah, thank you could fucking hurt. That's <laughs> fucked. That's fucked up. That's just plain old fucked up. <laughs> you know, the only person that could ever pull anything like that off was Harrison Ford in Empire Strikes Back when Leia says I love you just before he goes into Carbonite and he says, I know. Oh, that's actually really sweet. I'm pretty sure that was uh, ad-libbed by Harrison Ford, too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because it's such his character, you know, like Han Solo is not supposed to be this warm loving guy he's the tough guy he is the the tough guy and uh yeah he 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 responds with that but um yeah and i took so much out of this so much so that i just want to let you know i'm announcing my new podcast it's called direct edition dave it'll be on spotify next week and it's just me talking about how much i love the direct edition of comics and how everything new is great and i don't really care about old stuff what I took from this is that I'm good at fucking podcasting. So thanks, Manu. I'm Direct Edition Dave now. That's actually fucking hilarious. Direct Edition Dave. That's fucking great. I, dude, I thought of it last night. I'm like, I can't tell him until we're in the podcast. That's, oh, that's You knew that one was going to be a good one. Uh-huh. That's cool. Uh-huh. Honestly, oh, though, shit. like this has given me like the, the craving to really like explore the audio medium and i i set this goal to myself about uh it was like right after the jim rugg interview i was like i need to get about 10 interviews under my belt and as soon as i do on the channel i'm going to convert them into audio and create the west coast avengers audio podcast that's just going to be like that but it's it's something that i'm really fascinated about and i thank you for that because i always wanted to do a podcast since i started this but i don't I don't know if I want to do a podcast of me just talking by myself. But that's why you're interviewing guests. Exactly, exactly. So so uh, there won't, I mean, maybe I'll call myself Direct Edition Dave every once in a while, but that's not going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> but it's so fucking good. Like I, ne- I thought about it. I'm like, what's the opposite of the new? And the it came from the newsstand. Oh, direct edition, Dave. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, yeah. It came directly from That's Dave. It. <laughs> it came directly from Dave. That sounds like a bodily fluids podcast. But yeah, this is this is uh, I I once again want to thank you and and everybody who's been part of this uh, listening experience and people have interacted with us due to this podcast in a way that they might not have just in a a comic book uh, way. Yeah. And and I I haven't said it and we already talked about thank yous, but I haven't said it. No, Dave, thank you. You know, thank you for this, for this experience, for this time. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not, this doesn't feel like a goodbye to me because no. we're not goodbying. So it's like, you know, but I, it is very important to say, yeah, thank you for this coming together and uh, bringing me into this world of like audio recording mm-hmm. in, in this capacity. It's super enjoyable. So wherever this, um, this muscle that I've been exercising for the past 19 weeks, you know, it has a little bit more strength than it did before, and I'm more capable going forward. Let's see what we cook up. Hell so yeah. I definitely thank you for that. Well, I will say, and my goal was to do something with you in the content creation space when I first started, you know, uh, getting friendly with you, and we've done that. Um, as it pertains to you, you did something this week that was, or last week that was really enjoyable that flexed your, uh, you know, this version of you as a host. And I was really impressed by it. Um, you, you did a, what do we call it? Maybe a collector showcase with our, our friend Alex Gonzalez on Instagram. Yeah, we can certainly call it that. Um, you know, and listen, thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for saying that. Thank you for being there. Thank you for the energy. And But this is, this go, look, none, that doesn't happen without our shared experiences preparing me and making me comfortable enough to do that. That is not something that I would have had the confidence to do, mm-hmm. right? And and so I'm going to take a step even further back from you and I entering each other's life. Everything that comes into your life with purpose that is good will make you better in the future, right? Because when Justin invited me onto the Marvel show, mm-hmm. that was an experience that brought something else out of me that allowed me to have confidence in a certain capacity. That led to, you know, our on-screen relationship Mm -hmm. and communication. And then that became its own unique relationship. And then we, you know, we do a podcast together. We interact with together on media, on screens, in a recorded, you know, form. And so that naturally, even without thinking about it, when an opportunity to have a good time on an Instagram live with a friend talking about comics and collecting comes up, it almost feels like easy to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's not because it would have been the same way I would have reacted had that opportunity been two years ago. No, it's because of everything that happened that prepared me for the moment. That is why I talk, that is manifestation, you know, like we work towards something we don't even know we're working towards, but we know that we're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Or I think in your in your case, in my case, we kind of do know what we're working towards. At least we, you know, we, we know what space we're in. We know yeah. what we love. We know how we're interacting with the things that we are interacting with, so on and so forth. But as long as you keep doing and you do good and, and it's good whatever you do, I just can't see it leading to anything not good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where my entire space on YouTube is is leading me, but 
you know, I, I just my second I just had my second chat with Jim Rugg, who not only look up to, but I, I find to be a very enjoyable person to talk to. And, you know, that's some validation that I'm not trying to get, but I, it ended up being, you know, with a positive conversation. And until I have any if I do end up having a negative or a not good conversation, then I know I'm doing the right thing just being the person I always am uh you know but yeah i don't know where this is gonna lead and i you know i sure it would be nice to have somebody from netflix email me and say yeah we want to pay you to buy comics and we want to pay you to fly around the world and go look at comics and i'm like okay you i mean know. that's a viable possibility yeah but then you know it's the whole age-old thing of like and i have to answer to people and i probably don't get to do it the way i would do it you know yeah, it gets kind of funky when you start taking checks from someone. I, I know one thing that's going to happen for you. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying it, but I know there's one thing <laughs> that I just know it's going to happen. Yeah. Because there's because the universe knows what the universe is doing. There's groundwork being laid and what you're talking about, I'm assuming, is having Todd on the channel. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. it you know, that I, I, I pushed myself this week also to message other creators because as many uh, darts as I can throw at the board, I'm going to hit some bullseyes every once in a while. There's another thing that I got to say. All right. Because you've said it and I haven't expressed it yet. And I'm going to continue to express it, of course. But yeah, you know, thank you to our friends that engaged with the podcast. You know, just today, I had a, there was a message that came in from an individual that entered both of our lives via the podcast. I don't know if they found the podcast first or if they found the podcast Instagram page via one of the reels. I'm not sure. But they found the podcast, followed both of us, you know, and we hadn't become acquainted yet. And the first message that I got from this person um, was about something in my story But then the second message right after was, and by the way, I've been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for putting out something so unique. You and Dave are great. And I'm reading that message today knowing that tonight we're recording the final episode. And, um, you know, and so I was like, I, because it's so, it's so incredible that there are people that will give their time to taking in what we've recorded, mm-hmm. right? That is freaking priceless. The most difficult thing to get from anyone is their attention, Yeah, is their time. And for us to get it, not five minutes at a time, not 15 minutes at a time, sometimes an hour and 15 minutes of it, you know? And I'm just extremely grateful for that. So when, when I'm reading these messages from our friends, it's like, man, I hope no one feels like a rug pull, but you're making sure it doesn't feel that way because you were adamant about doing this episode, right? Yeah. We're not, because I am so grateful for the friends and the community. The reason this is happening, like we've said so many times already, is because it's the right thing to do because there's something bigger at play. There just is, mm-hmm. you know? And um, we're going to keep contributing creatively to the community, to our friends, but all of our friends has, has, have spent time listening to the podcast, has, have found us and connected with us, gotten to know us beyond live sales or, you know, feed posts on Instagram. Um, let's keep those connections, you know, let's keep those relationships. 
um, our interactions are going to just happen in different places, in different ways, but they're going to continue to happen. So I love everyone that's entered our lives because of this or who have become more a part of our lives because of this. And uh, I want to keep those relationships strong. I don't want any of that to go away if just because there's not a weekly podcast, right? So we're going we're gonna to make sure that the family gets held together. Yes, and, and we are... Like I said, we, me and you have already planned, you know, the, the, you're going to be on the Dave Con, And, you know, frankly, I miss doing uh, Sunday sit-downs with you. You know, you were in the first episode. You were in, you know, you've been in like six different... I was know. the first episode of yeah. Sunday sit-down? Yeah, that was my first episode when we looked at the McFarlane book together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like I remember thinking to myself, like, this is what I want to do in my first episode. And this is who I want with me. And... You know, I, 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 you know, we talk about nostalgia, obviously, in this podcast. Like, I'm just like, I miss doing stuff like that uh, with you and with other people and just in general. Um, And, you know, the podcast, there was no animosity in what I'm about to say. When we started the podcast, I kind of killed Sunday sit down. I put it to a monthly show because it's just too much work. And, I don't think I'm going to bring it back as a weekly show, but I may just do it sporadically. You know, there'll Absolutely. be one a month, but there might be two a month. And, uh, you know, it's 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 something that I just don't want to lose this community that I'm uh, creating, that you've created, that we have uh, shared. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I look at like, and this is not a knock on them, which is a first for me, but this is not a knock on them. The bigger content creators in our space, they they have created communities, but they don't interact with the community. They don't share these personal, uh, you know, conversations with people. And that's, you know, as much as it is a lot of energy to, to stay in contact with a lot of people, the fact that we're creating stuff for it, like I want to give the respect to everybody that deserves it in, you know, having places for people to go and be a fucking nerd and not yeah. feel like they can't be. And, yeah. you know, or or get the personal things that we go through on a day-to-day, like what me and you have been going through with, with you know, the, the differences and not being on the same page. Like, we all experience that in life, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's just, it takes different forms. So, and it's part therapy for me you know, to, to do stuff like this, because then I, I just get to talk and be me. Yeah. And so I, you know, like this was part of that Sunday sit downs, part of that. My sales are part of that. You and Alex talking and like, I, I'm, you know, or even on, on the Marvel show, I was able to just kind of like be unabashed about who I was within the confines of not saying the words, fuck it, shit, shoobity doo wop. But you know, <laughs> it's 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 yeah. just all about like respecting who I'm with, but also like having the respect for myself to just yeah keep creating. Absolutely right, and and you know taking it back to that Instagram live the other night with Alex, I had a blast, bro, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 very true that I was fueled with um, a confidence that you had helped me create for. Months and months and months and months and months and months and months leading up to that, right? And so that was a really great time. And I think Alex had a really great time as well, you know, and got him to show a couple of pieces that he hadn't before, the crow piece, a couple of big books. That crow piece was phenomenal. I had no idea what he was about to show. I didn't know it was that big. That was incredible. Um, You know, um, a couple of great books and and just, just have kind of 
an energy that um, I think with, because Alex has been live before on Instagram and and Alex and I have been on the phone before, but it was nice to see what a little bit of my sort of, um, it's not aggressive, it's not aggressive. What, I don't know what to call it. I was just energized. I yeah, was kind of like- your energy. I was, yeah, I was excited. And so it was nice to see how, you know, the conversations, it's, it's interesting because it's like, you and I talked about the podcast early on, and it's like our phone calls mm-hmm. recorded. And, and that's kind of what I said to Alex. I was like, Alex, dude, we have these phone calls. And um, when we go live, I'm kind of just going to turn it into one of our phone calls. <laughs> you know, we're just going to, we're going to talk about the stuff we talk about, but I'm going to break you out of your shell because I want, I want people to experience you the way that I have, right? And so I was happy that I was able to um, conduct that. But when I say I was able to con- conduct that, that's, you know, everything that I've learned from you and Justin uh, over the past, you know, two years or whatever. So you're, you're part of the conducting of that. And then you, you, you bring up the word nostalgia, because obviously nostalgia is deeply rooted in, in what we do, and, and this podcast is about it. Um, the amount of nostalgia that 2023 mm-hmm. is going to birth decades into the future, like this has been the year of 2023. What a fucking memory it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, personally for both of us. And yeah, it's... It's a lot that happened this year, and and yeah, it's like you said, you manifest these kind of things, and you just watch it bloom, and I love it. It's exciting to me to know that we 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 did this, and you know, there was no point of it where it's like I'll never feel like this was a failure. Um, it'll just be a stepping stone to something else, whether yeah. you know, and and I'm excited for you to to foray hopefully into more of doing what. Whatever it is that you find uh, in the space of being live, you know, in engaging with people, um, because, man, I, I remember this podcast comes from an Instagram live. And, you oh, know, yeah, that was the birth of this podcast. Yeah. That is absolutely right. Shout out RMS, man. He's a big part of that. And yeah. he's recently started going live with yeah. our friends. He's got interviews out there. Come on, man. The whole the whole crew is up to something. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's also keeping it fresh, meeting new people. It's the idea uh, and like and like interacting with each other is literally the idea of a community. It's like to lift other people up with you to be a part of this thing. And I don't know if it's egotistical of me to say that I, I know I've always been kind of like a leader or, or at least a mouthpiece, you know, mm-hmm. the, the person that's going to say things that maybe you don't want to or the person that's going to say things that you were thinking, but you didn't have a platform to say it. You know, and I like I'm okay to take that role on. I mean, I I told my mom like 10 years ago, I'm like, why didn't you guys put me in front of a camera or a microphone at some point in my early life? Mm-hmm. You know, because I flourish when I, 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 I you should see me at karaoke, dude. I'm like a different person, <laughs> you know, just because there's imagine. a microphone, just because there's a microphone, you know, and I love it. Like, it's the thing that I truly you're I don't know I'm not I've never lived another life I've only lived mine but from what older people in my life have said you know you you're lucky if you get to find the thing that you really were meant to be doing mm-hmm. and I feel like at this point and I I don't want to speak for you but I'm assuming that it's the same way oh you can speak for me yeah buddy, I this, this is where I'm supposed to be this is where you're supposed to be like we we found our calling and we are embracing it. And like, 
I've said it in multiple episodes. If you have the chance to take the dive on something that you find is your calling, do it. Because you, you got it. Dip, one fucking shot at it. You get one fucking shot because you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know what the years are going to bring. Even if you have to take a fucking chance and throw some things out to, you know, jump into something that you're really passionate about, do it. If you're passionate about making music, pick up a fucking guitar, get a microphone. You can record so much on your phone. If you are thinking about writing a book, write the fucking book. Nothing is stopping you except you. And I'm the least likely person to be talking like this circa any point in my life up until the last three and a half years. But I am. I drank the fucking Kool-Aid. I drank my own Kool-Aid. I love it. I love I called you buddy a second ago. I said, you, you can speak for me, buddy. That's great. I'll Who take fuck? it. I'll take you it. You know, on Instagram, when I first got on Instagram, so many people say buddy casually, yeah. right? And the, every time I hear buddy from where I come from, you're calling me an asshole. You know, like you're being sarcastic. Okay, buddy. Like, no, no, don't tell me I'm stupid. And it, that's not what they're saying. On Instagram, that's literally how they say like my friend. It's yeah, really or, funny. Oh, bud. Yeah, I say bud a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and so, um, but I love that you said that about if, if there's something calling an individual or if you find something that you're truly passionate about, you owe it to yourself to try it, you know. Um, what is failure? You have to identify with something being a failure for it to be a failure. Like, you have to tell yourself you failed for it to be a failure because, yeah. in essence, it isn't. It's just something you did. <laughs> and if you got better, well, then you won. If you learned something, you won. If you're going to try again, you're a winner. So what is failure? Um, and if you do put something out that, because listen, it's almost like I'm giving myself a pep talk right now, you know, because I've scared myself out of trying a lot of things. I've also encouraged myself into a bunch of crazy shit over the years as mm-hmm. well. But if you do something, you put something out there that just like sucks, Right. No one's going to hold on to that and remember it. They don't give a fuck. If it sucked, they're putting it out of their mind just as soon as you hope they would. What would they hold on to it for? There might be three or four people out of thousands and thousands that take some pleasure from the fact that it sucked. But if you amplify those voices, you did it to yourself. Because there are legions more that do not give a fuck that you failed, would rather, you know, put something out shitty, would rather you try again than to not try at all because it didn't work so that's i think an important thing for us to all all to remember it's sometimes um scary and sometimes you don't put out anything great but um no one remembers that shit no i mean fuck people don't even remember the good stuff sometimes so don't worry about it okay (laughs) people's memories are short these days we live it's ever increasing too that's why things like tiktok and and you know reels really are effective because People's memories are short, but if you can get in there for 30 seconds, well, then you did your job. You know, Man, you, you did it good. So true. Yeah. It's so, it's so, dude, content creation these days, like you could think about it in long form. You could think about it at five second bits of content, like complete an entire content objective in five seconds and it's perfectly normal yeah it's almost like dude back in the day no one thought about making a 15 second song there are people writing 15 second songs right now because that's all people are gonna hear because they want to go viral on tiktok or on a reel and they're making it directly for that you know it's a couple of bars of the hook it doesn't matter what happens left or right of it right because 
the catchiest part is going to be the part that gets spread around. So people are focusing on 15 seconds of your attention at a time. Mm. Holy shit, the world has changed. It is. But, you know, we, me, at least for me, I know, you know, the people that are consuming my content, the people that are friends with me, the people that are buying books for me, they're all in the same age group, you know, 35 to 45 or, you know, Mm -hmm. 35 to 50. So Mm -hmm. when I put stuff out there, I'm just bringing these people along with me. That's all I want. I'm not trying to get 18 year olds into my shit. You know, if some older people do, then that's cool because, you know, they, the older they might've had more experience, you know, a guy like Jim, Jim Healy, you know, he's, he's my dad's age and look, we became friends and and all that because he liked my content. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not trying to get the young people because it's not that's not who I am, and they're not spending. You have money. intellectual young people though that find you. Sure, sure, and those Mattis is you know yeah Mattis a big part of the community. He's a young guy, but in in general speak, I'm just trying to get yeah. the people that consume that. But you know, I'm I learned a lot from you about this content creation thing, and I I just don't I don't take all of that and work with it. I just take pieces of it, what works for me, and yeah. And admittedly, I find myself fascinated with the short form stuff because I'm like, I'm wondering, can I crack that? Yeah. You know, and so it's it's a fascinating challenge, um, but also sad at the same time. Because like, man, people just scroll, scroll, scroll. And like nothing is turning into a, you know, cementing in their life as like the coolest thing they saw that day. There's like a thousand things that they deem cool that they're seeing in five minutes. It's like, fuck, man, it's a lot of noise. It is. And it's. I don't know what it's like, obviously, to be somebody that's 15 years younger than me, right? But I do know what it's like to grow up knowing what's not real. And those lines are fucking oh, completely are, gone. gone. Like, I, I look at stuff and I can look, you know, I do I do fuck around and, and explore page and TikTok, like, just to get a sense of what's going on. But I look at stuff, I'm like, this isn't even real. And No, bro. You know, it's it's... Yeah, I don't want to get into that conversation because neither of us have kids. And so like the generations past or I have no say in that because I don't have any roots. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's scary when you dive into the world of content creation, you see what's really going on around you. So, yeah, I stick to my lane. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to say something that's really going to get under your skin. OK. We're going to talk a little bit about AI. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't you know, like it. And I know, I know, man, because you're a lover of the pure, you you respect art. You well, respect an artist. And I respect the people that make their money creating art. Yeah. And so, and I respect your position. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It's not going to stop AI. And, and it may. It may. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to have to see. Yeah. We're at the birth of really what's happening, and it's happening. But it's growing so up fast. so fucking quickly, yeah. bro. The things that I saw the other day. Look, you could put someone that doesn't understand how to use some of these programs in front of AI, and they're gonna whip up something that looks kind of stupid because yeah. they're telling the things to do the wrong things. Like I'm not a prompt engineer. I don't know which website writes this code, and then which webs. I don't know it. Yeah. I don't actually participate in it yet, which I should probably really dive in and at least get a grip on it so that I'm not left behind by technology, at least have an understanding of what's happening, right? I can speak about it, but I can't actually um, interface with it, right? But the people that and, and forgive me if anyone's actually in this space and I sound ignorant, you're going to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to use the wrong words. Like the people that were already programmers, the people that were already writing code, the people that were already sophisticated in the ways of technology that have prepared for this, knew this moment was coming, sort of have um, 
a better idea of how fast it's progressing and what some of the uh, implications of this are going to be both good and bad. The way that they are able to prompt AI to create something and what it puts out for them, dude, it's so amazing. And I know there's not a human artist to credit for it, but my eyes get my eyes get left with their mouth open. What you're also not saying is they're prompting it to steal pieces of other people's art. This is why I respect your opinion, because I know. You know, that's not right. I mean, it, it's one of the reasons why we've had a almost year-long strike in Hollywood, because these right. actors, the writers, they're like, you're just stealing and creating garbage based off what real people have put down already. Yes, but the word garbage is where it becomes interesting. Is it garbage just because it wasn't created by a person with intention? Because it doesn't look like garbage. It's garbage based on what you know created it. But I'm talking about, you hate surface level, but I am talking surface level. When on a commercial level, the things being consumed by generations to come are in a large part produced, written, animated, and distributed by AI and, you know, the family of computers. How the fuck are we going to stop this thing? I don't, I mean, look, <laughs> Hollywood's at a standstill right now. The Another example is the MCU, the Marvel stuff's at a standstill because people are pushing back against surface level stuff that really has no feeling. That's why the uh, two biggest movies of the year were Oppenheimer and Barbie, because both of those movies had real craft behind them. So mm-hmm. it, it prevails. Mm-hmm. I mean, it eventually prevails. Taylor Swift being the biggest musician in the world, the one thing that everybody talks about her, even the people that don't consume her music, is she writes it herself. And she she creates real music. So at the end of the day, the writing, the the numbers speak for themselves. The, is Taylor Swift writing all of her songs? Yeah, I don't was, know enough about Taylor her, Swift to know if she's still was, uh, writing all of her well, music, and or, so or, I don't know anything the, about Taylor The Swift. musicians that she worked with for some of her last albums have been musicians that like are in indie bands you know like she's not working with these mega you know songwriter things she's she's writing songs with other songwriters that are also musicians but no she writes everything herself and you know i'm not a fan of her music but i fucking respect the hell out of what she has done to this world she has turned this she is michael jackson this world without getting 47 surgeries you know, <laughs> she made football famous. Yeah, that's Wait, I, what? I, 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 <laughs> but I look at the end of the day, the AI thing, I can't stop it. I can only support the people that are, you know, vocalizing against it because I don't nobody's going to make a Dave Enger. There's only one Dave. And if you AI oh, me, that would actually be pretty cool. S- someone can AI you, though. It would look exactly like you. It would sound exactly like you. They could either tell it what to say or just tell it to say what Dave would say, but, and you would be imitated but in every, a very realistic but way. But everybody would know it's not me. Who would know it's not you? The people you tell it's not you would know. No, people that already know who I am. If I, if I repl- okay. Somebody- oh, I think you are underestimating okay. AI. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's a challenge to anybody that's listening to this. To all our prompt engineers out there. (laughs) Contact me. Let's set up. You create a YouTube episode. I will review it. If I think it's funny enough, 
I will post it and then I'll post an episode about how fucking crazy it is if it's realistic. But if I deem it to be easy to spot, I'm going to post it and just let people know. Like, it's actually kind of interesting. And now I'm not, I don't know if we are, listen, I've already seen the software that can do a, a full video um, based on being fed one video of yourself. They'll know exactly how to imitate you. It's not perfect. You know, um, where the eyes go when certain words are being said, so on and so forth. It's not perfect. But again, the rate of advancement is so fucking insane that February of next year, it might be fucking perfect. Well, it might know how you scratch your left nostril when you pause (laughs) after the word and by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look. Wow. I think this pushback from Hollywood's really going to set some precedent because... It commands so much movement on the dollar in this world between here and yeah. China and the rest of the world. And if these people feel that they don't want their likenesses stolen like that, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, I think, just sued some company for using her likeness in an AI generated commercial. So, you know, st- well, let's talk about that for a second. Suing someone is because they didn't get paid for it. Well, so, they, they probably also didn't get permission either. Exactly, exactly. So does that mean in the future, because uh, Google's doing this now that if, if it, well, actually all of the main companies are doing this, there's, um, what is, what's it called, metadata yeah. attached to, you know, something produced through an AI, from an AI engine, mm-hmm. um, so that it can be recognized as altered or created by AI. And, and any responsible company that, you know, wants to raise money and make money and do it, you know, ethically, uh, even though AI is scrubbing inspiration from original work from every corner of the world, um, doing it ethically means like at least recognizing it to be manufactured by a computer. Maybe that becomes the only division, right? Where it's like, okay, this we'll allow fake, right? AI to exist as long as it's identified as AI. And if you're if you're AIing my voice or my likeness, not only do you need my permission because we're gonna know it's AI, it's identified now. Um, through the respectable, rep, you know, the companies that care about the reputation, but also might need to pay me a royalty for that. Yeah. I mean, then you it know? makes more sense if people are getting paid by these companies to either have their pieces of their art stolen, their style stolen, their face, their voice, whatever stolen, then yeah, then it makes sense. But that goes into what's wrong with this fucking world and what's wrong with, ca- you know, the, the big, uh, the big business and the capitalism that the exploitation of people there's too much influence the computer has everything at its fingertips it knows everything yes ai is scary and and i would love to explore that in private conversations or maybe on uh on a you know sunday sit down or something but i do want to where were we what were we talking about before we started talking about ai how do we rewind this thing Being that this is our last episode, Manu, and reflecting on things and stuff, like what what's your biggest takeaway from this? Top of mind, the biggest takeaway is just us learning that we, you know, are two personalities that's kind of hard to get on the same page because we both have conviction in our way of doing things, right? So that's one takeaway, and that's an important thing to learn to keep a relationship healthy and moving forward. Um, another takeaway is that I fucking love doing a podcast and I I have 
I have, you know, um, recognized an organic improvement in my ability to do this from episode one to now. And there's still, and I'm still brand new to this and, and bad at it and getting better at it and will continue to improve, um, in front of a microphone whenever an opportunity is given to me. Um, so that was a great takeaway knowing that, um, we have community of friends that would respond well to it. Uh, that's a takeaway. Also, knowing that what we thought was good is yes. good is a great takeaway, you know, to know that we can believe in ourselves and believe in our ideas because um, they get validation when we put pen to paper and release them into the world. That's just some of the fucking yeah, takeaways. I, all those sentiments I agree with. And for my part, the one thing that that is specific to me on this, I learned how to edit audio. I, I, I like oh, I yeah. gained a skill, which is awesome. And like, I didn't even think about that when we started. I was just like, yeah, I can figure it out. And I, I did. And like, you know, it's funny if you would ask 25-year-old Dave, like, yo, what are you good at? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I know a lot of stuff. And like, I'm personable and I'm friendly, but that's not really what you're good at. And now if somebody asks me, oh, what are you good at? Well, I can edit audio and video on separate you know, and I can, I could technically produce a podcast if I wanted to. I don't think I'd ever want to produce a podcast that wasn't mine, but it, it's just, uh, yeah, I didn't think that I didn't even think about that when we started this. And obviously I want to echo all the things that you just said. You spoke for both of us there because all of those things I gained, you know, being better in front of a microphone without the, you know, the, the addition of like having all these weird edits and visual things to, to prop me up with, you know? Uh, so it, it, it makes me just, you know, really proud that, that, that those were some of the things I could take away as well as you could. And, uh, a bunch of dope takeaways, but I really love the takeaway that we could disagree with each other, voice our disagreements, and then, you know, still be friends. Like, I think that's a solid ass takeaway. Um, because it's way more important to know who can stay in your life than it is, um, what, you know, endeavors yeah. stay in your life. And I, that's amazing. Crashing and burning and walking away from this is, was not what I wanted to do. <laughs> I, I was happier yeah. to land the plane, get out, and then say, I'll see you tomorrow. And literally see you yeah. tomorrow, <laughs> you know, or whatever right. it is. Exactly you know? right. Exactly yeah. right. It's, but, you know, and, and I would love for, you know, if there's anybody out there that gets inspired by this to start their podcast, please do. And you can reach out to either of us to like say, you know, what did you guys use? Like, how did you guys do the, you know, because we're in two separate states and technology yeah. does allow us to uh, to have these conversations without being anywhere near each other, which is You know, it's like your preference anyway, in general. (laughs) It is. It's really nice. (laughs) I feel very close to you being this far away from you. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I had fun with you. Like I said yesterday on the phone, you know, it's, I like creating titles. I like naming things. But when we started to workshop the titles together, it just, it, it became more enjoyable. Like despite what you know, what has transpired and, and, you know, our decision, I really do enjoy working together with you in some capacity and creating something because, uh, you're creative and I'm creative and those things work well together. You know, being the people that we are, we already know that and we're able to see it even more now. I think, you know, if you're working on something and you are welcoming my creative input, 
I'm more free to deliver it and you are more free to either accept it or reject it because we're not building whatever that is. That's your thing. And me as a friend am lending an, uh, an opinion. Right. And and there's no pressure for me to perform in my giving of the opinion and there's no pressure for you to receive it and do it or else oh you didn't take my advice this is it is it doesn't exist and alternatively the same way if i'm asking for your opinion or you're giving me your opinion again there's no obligation commitment or pressure to provide it or to utilize it when we're in it together though there is that pressure and pressure might be the wrong word but that Expectation. expectation of you know, is there, right? And and we are able to identify that we don't really like expectations. And that's fucking great to and identify. And there's something I just realized that I need to say, and you'll probably realize that we need to say, um, a huge part of this and a huge, huge fucking moment we need to talk about somebody that was a huge part of this is our friend Andrew. And Andrew, Andrew P., uh, you, you may follow him on Instagram, one of the most beautiful Instagram accounts, Andrew PCC. Andrew has been mm-hmm. a part of this since day one in our corner offering to help. He has written every synopsis. Every he synopsis. He has posted stuff on the Instagram. He has created content in that regard. He has helped us with titles. He has helped us keep this podcast together at least two extra episodes. You know, That's he, true. He, and and our biggest our biggest supporter as well. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. Andrew, I, by the time you hear this, you'll have already heard me thank you 700 more times. But, you know, from both of us, we really do appreciate you being a part of this. Andrew, I do want to say thank you a thousand times. You are obviously a huge part of my life, a huge part of this podcast, a huge part of our community, a great friend. Thank you. It's one of those other things like this podcast has brought us together with other people, but like rewinding that. The Marvel show has brought us together, me and you, and has brought me, you and Andrew together. And so that's a beautiful thing, too. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's really the interconnectivity of this entire space is it keeps me going. You know, it really does. Like the money's great. Sure. Selling books is great. But meeting all these people and getting to have these great conversations with people is really, really important to me. That's another re- that's another way you know. I mean, you already know you're in the right place, but that's another way that you know you're in the right place. You know, when like-minded people find you, you find them and you develop friendships all within the space that you do business in. That's how you know you're in the right yep. place. Yep. And you know, to think about it, we went 19 episodes and I don't even think we had an episode just on Wizard Magazine. We failed at that. That's the one thing we failed at. You know, that's because Wizard Magazine and uh, our relationship with it, it's a fucking marathon. And um you know, it's in. We'll we'll sprinkle a little wizardry in there for the rest of our lives, and it will the 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 accumulate the accumulative effect of it will be much more than one episode. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be all right. But shout out to Wizard because it's like uh, it's the foundation for Dave. That's and I. right. It's what brought us together. I, yeah. I I still remember it. It was I don't know who the fourth person you were on, but it was it was Rage. It was you. It was uh, Phil. It was one other person on that stream. Godly. It was Godly. It was godly. Okay. See, I didn't. It was Godly. I didn't yeah. know Godly yeah. at that point, but I was listening to Manu talk about wizards, and I chimed in on the. Uh, I chimed in on the uh, on an Instagram uh, on an Instagram live. live. Yeah, yeah. I chimed in on like you said something about wizard and me. See, right there, us butting heads is what brought us together because I said something. Yeah. So why did we think we weren't gonna butt? <laughs> 
Yeah, I said something like, you know, Wizard Magazine is really responsible, or at least the biggest catalyst for the comic implosion, the 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 boom and bust. And you're like, but I love Wizard. I'm like, that's not what I said, <laughs> dude. Our whole dynamic was ex. It was all. It was written from the very fucking beginning, yeah. right? Both of us love Wizard. You vocalizing your, you know, distaste, disdain, disdain. distaste disdain for the founders or you know the people responsible and what it did to the community and me being me like no i just want to talk about how i love it i don't really want to throw anyone under the bus can we just talk about how it's fucking great please and it's exactly the yeah. dynamic was from the very beginning why did we anticipate anything else well and that's the thing right like if you're listening to this right now and and the the, the light bulb keeps going off in your head like, oh, yeah, this was bound to happen between the two of them because, like, there's only so much you can butt heads with somebody, agree with them until you just butt heads and the agreement doesn't matter anymore. It's like we're both right because we're both us. And that's why independently it's so beautiful, right? Because if you on your own want to express something that I might not want to express, like, collectively – I'm I get to just laugh at it and talk my shit about it and you know support it as its own piece of yeah. content you know leave a comment on it watch it hit the like button on it you know and be like I'm glad no one thinks that I feel that way and then vice versa if I'm trying to polish something a little too much or be too soft spoken about something and you want to really be you know I keep using the word aggressive but loud. you know you guys know the con the con loud you know yeah. whatever more expressive about it um, again I can make my own whatever. And it, you you don't have to feel uh, censored or silenced because it's just me and you get to have your opinions about it. And we have a mutual respect for that as long as it's not like something that we feel like we're being made to do or, or eh, whatever the words are. But yeah, coming together, that's what the constant thing was. Because this is very much both of us, right? And so how long are we going to keep telling each other, oh, I don't want that in this episode. But I do want this in this episode. You know? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I know. Well, on a live show though, all bets are off, you know. <laughs> yeah, on a yeah, on a live show all bets are. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we just needed to do this podcast live and that's it. <laughs> you know what's interesting is like we don't edit the lives and I don't know that if 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 subconsciously we're aware of that, but the live things when you watch them back don't even kind of need editing, no. but when we know we're going to edit something, we create so many reasons to edit the yeah, fucking thing yeah. while we're recording yeah, like, it. We use it as a crutch. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, the only other thing I use as a crutch like that is uh, when I have sex with a horse. And uh, Yes. Wait, what's the crutch you use? <laughs> I just wanted to get it in there. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's the last almost episode. Almost got you, you to say it. it almost got you to say it. <laughs> I did almost say it. Yeah. Um, you know. The, your future crutch, though, is AI. Oh. Sorry to tell you that, Dave. You know, it's funny. I think uh, I think Joe has used it on some of the thumbnails before, but he we talk about it. Like, we joke about making these fucking crazy thumbnails with AI, but I don't want to get caught up in it just because it's, you know, it's just not what I want. I mean, you know, it's an advanced tool, and yeah. people are going to tool around with Did it. Did you ever see the movie Terminator or Terminator 2? Yeah. yeah well, that, yeah, all that's going to end up being our demise. Oh, I'm our, come on, bro. Artificial intelligence and machines, robots, and computing are absolutely going to yeah. fuck us. I just need to make sure, Manu, if, is that oh. really you or yeah. you AI right now? Because you've been talking about AI for a while, out of nowhere. Can you prove that you're not AI? 
No, I can't prove to you that I'm not AI. And I'm not actually sure. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I welcome you to the next episode of Direct Edition Dave. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sure either, no, Dave. I'm not sure. Nothing is real, but everything is real. You can't spell David without AI. God damn it. He's right. It came from the newsstand. Uh, you know, we didn't really talk about comics today. Remember, this was supposed to be a comics podcast. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I will say this um, without, you know, if I'm losing some of our listeners right now because we're rambling, uh, we are going to leave the podcast up, obviously, because it would be a disservice to us and everybody that's been part of this to get rid of the yeah. podcast. And uh, we'll leave up the Instagram for at least the foreseeable future. So if you're hearing this six months from now, you know, you can find us on Instagram. But but still, I want to I want to just say this, like. This isn't going to end in the way that you're never going to see me and Manu talking again live or, you know, in a, a format where you can consume it for an hour or two on end. Uh, I, I think this is going to bring back a little bit more of that uh, spark that we had that people got. I mean, no, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, you're right. We got married and stopped fucking. There you go. You're right. We did. Okay. Yeah. All right, now we're dating each other yeah, again. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. There you go. No, you're right. Like I that's the best way to say it because like, yeah, you know, I, I'm excited, but I really I'm gonna I've never been married. I don't know if that stereotype is actually a thing, but yeah. you know how, you know, you know. But I say. am gonna keep pushing you to do your own content. Like I I'm not just your friend. Like I would be a fan of your live content or your recorded content or whatever it is that you decide to do. It's super encouraging, and I really, really appreciate it. And obviously, I want to encourage you to do everything that you've been doing and more of it. But I want to take this moment to say, yes, thank you so much. That is super encouraging. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I want to create. I don't know if I'm going to create with the consistency that you sure. do. It's, it might not be, you know, might not be my flow. But creation is part of my flow for sure. And, um, you know, I want to I want to feel good about whatever it is and be intentional about it and make you proud when I do do something. Uh, so I look I forward, look to, forward it. to it, too. Now, I want to see I'm going to read this. So uh, Dave, uh, other Dave, the original mm -hmm. other Dave, um, he yeah. thought about a couple of things that he might wanted to have asked us for the podcast. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll. Please, but before you get into that, when you when you started talking about how you enjoyed when we started to like workshop the titles yeah. together, I might have interrupted. I think maybe you were going to actually speak into existence what we what what you said last night that immediately became solidified as yeah. the title of this yeah, episode. Yeah, we were we had a three hour and a half hour phone call last night. You had said something that triggered it, and right in my brain, I'm like, yeah, this is our last episode. We're going to call back to episode number two or three, and instead of value the relationship more than the sale, value the friendship more than the podcast, or value the relationship yeah. more than the podcast. Yeah, that's what you said. You said value the relationship more than the podcast. And it's true. And it was instant. Yeah, it's true. I, I value... We go through life making great friends... You know, whatever it is, like people that you really hold close. And as you get older, things change with everybody. We all change as people. And I, I've, you know, I've, I've parted ways with a lot of friends, some on good mm -hmm. terms, some on bad terms. And I, I didn't want this to end on bad terms. 
I didn't want anything about this to end on bad terms. I would rather yeah. be friends with you for 20 years than have a podcast for a year and never talk to you again or or have you Thousand never percent. talk to me again. You know, it, 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 it's not worth it because we can dissolve this and we can still create things together while being friends and not being partners or lovers in the, the you know, in that term, you know. You know, yeah, and yeah. so people are really going to think something, but you know. yeah, let them think, let them think, you know, yeah, yeah. keep them guessing because otherwise people are going to be like, we know these guys. It's only like a two hour flight to Seattle. Yeah, they're, they're we're like just every digging Saturday. ourselves deeper into this, uh, into this romantic ditch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really truly mean that. And, and the title of this episode will reflect that it's not any bullshit because like, yeah, I just I've I've had a lot of people that I really thought would be in my life for a long time and they're not and it's not cuz they're dead, it's cuz you know things fucking happened. You know. Mm-hmm. I share those experiences, man. A lot of people that I've I grew up with and knew a long time and they're not in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I removed a lot of people from my life just Four or five years ago, but we've we've talked yeah, about that. Yeah. You know? But you know, you might yeah. in four years be like, Man, I, I miss talking to that person. You know, I it's different for everybody. Yeah, there I mean, to be completely honest, there are people that um I do sometimes, you know, miss interacting with, but it doesn't put me in a place to re invite what didn't serve me back into sure. my life. Sure. Forgive, forget, like that whole thing, I'm still working through what all of that means dude you hope you hope that you can get to a point in your life where that's a a line that's really easy to understand but yeah i'm the same way you know yeah Um, doesn't matter what's best for us is best for us and we're going to continue to make those decisions and uh do you want to do you want to take one of these things that dave asked me and and talk about it yes yes so this is like it's it's basically he he posed the same question to us but used the vernacular, uh, the the verbiage to each of us. So, Dave, have you ever regretted buying a collection? And to Manu, have you ever regretted buying a single book that you know you can't press or upgrade? Who wants to go first? I'll let you go first. I think my answer is simple. No. I mean, a small bit of regret. You know, I might have spent 250 and it's a book that I could only sell raw for 250 yeah. you know. Or, or, you know, I bought it for 250 Hoping that I can um, achieve whatever would allow me to sell it for seven fifty or a thousand or double my money or something, and that isn't what it is, and I sell it for two hundred just to get it out of the house the next day, um, and lose fifty dollars on that um, risk I took, that gamble, that calculated expense, and so. But I don't call that uh, regret. That's part of the game because yeah. when you get it right. You do make up for a lot of $50 not rights, you know? And so, no, no regret. I love it all. I fucking love every bit of it. There was one, one collection. Yeah, it was about two years ago at this point that I, I at the time, I regretted because I didn't really know my power yet uh, in, mm-hmm. in selling. And uh, it was like, I was like 12 long boxes or something like that. And I paid a little too much. The guy had taken some books out. I figured mm. it out mm. while I was looking at the stuff and 
kind of got into it. But anyway, I brought home the books and I kind of got discouraged pretty quickly because it was like it was an overwhelming amount of books at the point of my career in this. Up until like maybe about five months later, when I really started picking through it, this was still in the height of the comic boom or at least the tail end of it. And I started to realize that I had a lot of $10 and $20 books in there and they were just inventory and they kept me having stuff every week because I would just pick stuff out and then I was finding Mark Jewelers and I was finding this stuff and that stuff. So it was the initial regret was there. Um, But Mm -hmm. everything, and you've, you've said this to me, Dave has said this to me, Joe has said this to me, like all of the collections I've bought have just been stepping stones to making less rash decisions, better decisions, and and also upgrading the kind of books that I'm buying. So to do this, you do have to go through some of that. Like, you yeah. know, like you have to have some losses or what you perceive initially is a loss or, or you have to feel that like, uh, you know, a single you gotta learn yeah you do like, it's fucking learning it is and and if it had turned out a different way who regrets learning yeah that's true sorry no yeah. but it, I, I, the only thing i could think of it like your position if it had turned out in a different way that ultimate fallout four right if you had mm-hmm. not bumped it to a nine eight you would have mm-hmm. felt that but it would have just been yeah i would have i would have lost a couple thousand bucks on that endeavor yeah your your gut you probably would have felt a little like upset at yourself but then you would have been like okay this is a mistake you know that doesn't happen again i learned what yeah thank goodness i didn't have to learn anything on that one well but that's the thing (laughs) and that's the risk that we both take in our perspective fields you know i i look i dropped that video today on the uh amazing spider-man 2 that i got back in a purple label and an 8-0 and you know Luckily for me, I'm already in the profit on that $16,000 collection. So mm-hmm. whatever I make on that book is all free. It's all earned money. But sure. if that book was what hinged on that collection being the money that I made, I would be really fucking bummed about it. I would pick my head up and I would move on. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing. We we make these decisions after learning of the decisions not to make, but yeah, there's risk involved in it. Um, other than that, I agree with you. I haven't really, you know, regretted buying any collections. There have been some that I've bought that were, you know, like three hundred dollars that maybe I made four hundred dollars on, but it was cool. I had fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I want to talk about this a little bit more. You know, us buying, you buying a collection, me buying a raw book is not the equivalent of us going to a blackjack table and putting money down. No. It's not some blind gamble. You know, we. To a certain extent, know what we're doing, and we're getting better every time we don't get it right. And um, it's part of the process. And also, one of the reasons why I would have to really think, like, what did I ever... I don't regret anything. Nothing in the... People have asked me before, too. They were like, what's the biggest mistake you made? And I felt kind of like an asshole. I was like, (laughs) I ain't... I I don't know. (laughs) There's all great. (laughs) I fucking love everything, you know? But... The truth is, it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of how you look at things, right? Because at the end of the day, if I buy, um, you know, a raw Mark Jewelers book, and it's not like I'm out here buying $15,000, $20,000 raw books, you know, the most I've, I've, I mean, I've bought raws for over $1,000 before, but it just depends on what you're talking about and what you're going for, right? Um, But if I buy a Mark Jewelers raw on eBay for $120, 
And really, I only want to grade it if it has a shot at a 9.8. Meaning, if it hits a 9.8, you're thousands and thousands in the profit. Uh-huh. Um, if it hits a 9.6, you know, I just consider that a break even because even though the book's only about 100 bucks, but you're going to pay to have it pressed, you're going to ship it, you're going to pay for grading. Even if on paper you make a small profit, that's not a profit. That's a loss because time and effort, right? Mm -hmm. So I consider those just break-evens. You know, that's like, oh, that one didn't make me what I wanted it to. Fine. But if I pay $100, $125 for a raw book and it comes in and it's not a 9-8 candidate, it's not a 9-6 break-even at worst. It's like literally a 9-2-9-4. I'm either just going to sell it because it's going to sell for that 100 bucks, or I'm going to give it away. And that makes me fucking immensely happy as well. Yeah. So it's all fucking good. <laughs> you know, and, and I look at it the same way. It's, it's if I buy a collection, you know, I film going through it, you know, do a little like kind of you know, I leave it as a, a little bit of a surprise for myself. So my reactions are genuine. And that collection is got, look, I just bought one that was 300 bucks, 11 short boxes. I pulled out a stack of books. It's going to be like three or $400 profit. I'll bulk the rest. I'll make a thousand, you know, $2,000 on all. But I have fun going through it. So A, there's a positive for me. Even if I lost $300, it's not a lot of money for me to lose personally. Mm-hmm. And- other people are going to connect with it. I might grab a couple more people off YouTube that watch the video when I post it and they're new followers and they're new people that I interact with. I mean, you know, it it is, it's really like you just have to, it's perspective and how you spin things. And, you know, I think there are some things where I just like, man, why did I fucking buy this? Just because I've like put more effort into it than I really wanted to. Sure. You know, that's, that's okay. That's part of life, you know? Um, and, and, you know, part of it is gambling. It truly is. Like, I buy a collection. I don't know what every book looks like. I don't know if the back covers are attached. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a purple label or not. But I'm entering into a risk that I'm, you know, I am okay with taking. You know, I'm truth is without that risk, there is no opportunity in it. You know, if the risk was removed, then everything would be priced as a graded book already. And you wouldn't have shit to do there (laughs) or nothing to magically discover. Yeah. And the biggest takeaway for me, though, is am I having fun? Because like this should always be fun. It, you know, life's not always fun, but when you're doing something like this, it should, there should be a level of fun with all of it. And I see a lot oh, of, fuck, yeah. a lot of people that are very miserable in this space. And, uh, it's just, you know, you gotta really learn what, what you're doing. And, you know, it kind of goes back to Scotty with, what Scotty massage body McKean lava Ventress, uh, said, you know, it's like he was finding himself not happy with certain aspects of it and he would keep leaving. And it's like, yeah, because if you're not having fun, like you should take a break. You should leave, you know, like, yeah, there's so much more to be said about that. But I'll I'll, I'll sum it up with there was a point in my life where I realized I, I, I would read, you know, I used to read a lot of books or at least a lot for me. And sometimes I'd find myself pushing through a book and I'm like, 
I'm not enjoying this. I should not be reading this. I'm going to just put it down and walk away from it. Put it it down. Who's waiting for you at the finish line of the last page to give you a slice of pizza because you made it? Right, right. You know, it's the same. You're telling yourself you got to finish it. What the fuck for? If you don't like it, you don't like it. But you put pressure on yourself because you want to like reward yourself with, you know, finishing that thing. Yeah, I understand. You know, I'm not. And there's something to be said about that. But also, you know. So enjoy what you do, but don't push yourself to enjoy it to the point where you're not enjoying it. Dude. just one example of enjoying the entire process and having a, a pursuit that you're desperate to accomplish, but enjoy the amount of Wizard One newsstands <laughs> that I have purchased and analyzed and resold and given away, you know, to get to the last one that I submitted. Not that I'm done submitting them, but, you know, that was what I was going for. The last sure. one I submitted is a 9 8. We, we accomplished the 9 8. But every Wizard One newsstand that I touched on my way to that one that became the 9-8, I fucking loved every single fucking one. Yeah. You know, and obviously it was, a. I mean, not not obviously, but I do want our listeners to know that it was a profitable endeavor, but part of that is because I was buying them when it was just, there was really no one buying them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, very few people were thinking about it on um, in that way. And so... I, I was able to um, my 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 cost of entry early on was was was, was just it was easy to have a good time. With sure, it. Um, you know. But even as they got more expensive, even as I started to buy, I've I've paid I think five hundred dollars before for a raw wizard one, I think, um, and even that one, wh- whichever one that was, I don't remember because there's been a lot of them, yeah. right? But I'm just saying, like I went from buying wizard one newsstands from for fifty dollars. All the way up to 500, all the way into graded ones to, you know, crack them out and see if they have potential. But the point that I'm making is um, only one of those hundred became a 9-8, but every single fucking one of them was my pleasure to be involved with. Um, and I've I sold raw ones for a profit, other graded ones for a profit. I've given them away. People have Wizard One newsstands in their collection because they came from me. How I... I'm repeating everything i said earlier just because i love talking about it but yeah man the whole process enjoy what you do know that you're doing it for the right reasons and keep fucking going if you can find something in life where you enjoy the actual process oh man what they say is not a lie you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do one of my goals in the next let's say 2024 when it pertains to our friendship is to grow the things that come into your sphere that might excite you. I want, I want, I want Manu to explore the Silver Age. I want Manu to because like the reason why, and this is gonna make sense. Okay. If you start going after some of these books, I get to watch you fucking blow the roof off of it I'm with doing scared, some crazy right? shit. I don't know how to identify know. the fuck. I gotta learn. It's part of the you journey. You gotta learn. Yeah. It's part of the because, fucking journey. Manu, and I know how I know what you like to do, but imagine you nine eighting a fucking Amazing Spider-Man fifty oh, or I'm an so Amazing Spider-Man. Like, could you yeah, fucking like imagine, a, or, bro? What if- or a Hulk one eighty one or a GSX? You know, there's you know, and and I need to spend time. You know, one of the things I want to uh, do with you whenever we see each other next, just put some books in front of your eyes and. And, and like, watch what you 
look for because like i i can only go off of what i see and like the nine eights that i've pulled off and like the you know that stuff but i don't know what you see and don't and 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 i don't know what your terminator eyes see and i it, it it's like i it's not giving secrets away because i'm not gonna be like stealing books from you and nine eighting them it's like tell me give me some of your knowledge that i love that and uh, yeah it's a gift and a curse right because yeah. I remember I used to drop off cars at detailers and they used to yeah. polish and wax them and I'd pick them up. I'd be like, yo, how come you ain't hit that scratch? How come you... Like the detailer is supposed to see all the details. Sure. And I'm I'm looking at it in different angles, which is their job. And I'm like, how come you didn't hit that up? And what I, the point I'm making is I'm obsessive. Of course. You know? Of course. And and obviously in, in the um, arena of grading, that's a good quality and in other facets of life it uh, degrades the quality of um whatever that is because it makes it so you can't enjoy something for what it is you're always looking to achieve this other level of perfection or whatever but i think that's a fun experiment um because you know i've never i'm I'm, i don't i don't ever speak confidently about silver age and golden age books i literally the only thing i say is I could not tell you a 2.0 from a 4.0 because I'm not experienced in it. I learn from yeah. engaging. I'm a participant. I have to actually, you know, practice what I preach um, or learn to preach something from my practicing of it. And so I, I have no practice in that. But but once I dive in, I don't I don't like to come up for air until I got a good handle on what's going on, you know, because I don't want to talk about anything unless I'm speaking about it from a, from a certain degree of expertise, you know, or, or yeah. like I, I take pride in being the person that if you ask me something, I can provide you value. And if I can't, all I want to say is I can't speak on that. I don't know. I don't want to do the wishy-washy in the middle. What the fuck is the yeah. point of that? Or make something up based on what you yeah. think you th- know, I want to be but... your guide, the person that you would, the person that you might even consider paying for the information. Like yeah. I want you to I want you to know that Manu takes that level of pride in 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 relating the information, relaying the information. And if he doesn't know, I'm always gonna be like, I am you're gonna have to call Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because, you know, I'm surprisingly my first foray integrating both cards and comics separately, I was pretty like within a degree of error, I was pretty pretty good. And what I thought I was going to get and what things ended up being. Now I've realized that CGC has gotten more strict and my grade points were off by almost a full point. Uh, but, you know, it's it's I just want to keep learning because I, I and I said this to you on the phone last night and it's how I've kind of lived my entire life or my adult life, you know, when I grew up. Uh, I want to keep learning because I don't want to get bored. Yeah. And, and, and I just like, it excites me to think that like, you could step in from the perspective that you come from, learn a little bit about these books, test it out a little bit, and then start fucking not knocking out, you know, high nines on books that are 60 years old and, or even, even like, like Bronze Age shit, you know, just, it would be fun, you know, like if you were in Maddie's shoes with that two Dracula one that he has and you're like looking at the nine six, you're like, I know what to do to this. 
to get the 9-8. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm so excited about it. And I think, you know, I, I'm excited about the challenge of finding them raw, which is like really a crazy challenge. You know, you don't find an I-8 candidate yeah. of an amazing Spider-Man 50 laying around. So I don't know, you know, yeah. where you discover something like that, but they get discovered. But, you know, what... I, one of the things that I think is going to be my, you know, my first real involvement in those books, um, and I'm, mm. pre- I'm prepared to jump in, it's just the right opportunity has to present itself, is Crack and Press is, I think, yeah. where I'm going to have a great time, right? Because uh, I want to be able to see some of these books in person, of course, assess them through the, the case. Um, before I commit to something that's a high dollar value, I will have had some experience looking at RAWs and understanding what those grade levels, the criteria mean. But that's what I'm excited about, right? Because I have friends that crack and press GSXs with success. Mm-hmm. Well, if my friends can do it, I know I can. I just got to learn what they know already, right? Yeah. And, and I'm fucking excited totally. about that. You know, like cracking and pressing and grade bumping uh, an amazing Spider-Man 50. Uh, definitely want to do it. Definitely looking forward to doing it. I'm going to be very proud of that because I love that book. And that's going to be exciting. So, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I'm gonna have some fun. Man, 2024. It might be some. Yeah, it might be Silver Age time. It might be. It might be. But you have to. I know the one thing that I'm hoping that you conquer uh, sooner than later is uh, ASM 398 newsstand. Man, that damn thing! Right? Like <laughs> we, we've we've done books that are more difficult last, than that. But I know that's your last frontier on what you love is that in terms book. of this era, the era that I'm yeah. messing around. And what is this, copper? What is it? I don't know. Copper. Yeah, it's copper. That's the, that it, well, there's actually two things that, but I'm actually closer to the Malibu Sun 13 error 98. <laughs> that's right. Than I that's am right. To, to accomplishing the ASM 300 for a variety of reasons. But yes, that fucking book is the pinnacle. You know, when when we talk about the, uh, um, the the ultimate Fallout 498 newsstand, obviously accomplishment, but that's not our nostalgia accomplishment. That's not a book no. we grew up with. That is a new it's not category. A accomplishment. Exactly. Yeah. The top of the Todd accomplishment is the AS. That's what we've all. That's what I've been dreaming about since I started the page. An ASM 398 newsstand, and I haven't yet. But you know what? That's because it's just, it, it's meant to be that way. It's just going to be that much sweeter the day that well, grade look. happens. We're both hoping to accomplish something in the realm of our favorite artist. You know, I'm hoping to get Todd on the channel and yeah. you're hoping to get the ASM 300 Dine 8 newsstand. And, you know, it's just it's goals of, of setting for yourself. And, you know, I, I and as much as I don't care about graded books, like I want that for you. It's fun. I, it's I, just fun. I, yeah. It's a thing that we want to I want to do and you're having fun with it. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I do love that book and I do love that character yeah. and I do love that artist. So if somebody, you know, said, "Oh, I've got an ASM three hundred nine eight newsstand, Dave. I would like you to have it." I'd be like, "Yes, Hello. I'm going to be proud of this." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, th- dude, the book is so tough, man. It's know, so damn tough, and they're probably tough on that book. I think they are because. It would be insulting to get a 9.8, like to purchase a 9.8 ASM 300, turn it over and see like three spine ticks. It would be so insulting as the yeah. buyer. And I don't know if they're out there like that. I mean, I did tell this story, I think, on an earlier podcast, and we never mentioned who it is, and it's perfectly fine to tell the story. But there is uh, an individual I know that submitted mm-hmm. two raw ASM 300s. One was a 9.8 candidate because it looked like one. Yeah. And one looked like a 9.2. 
And those are the grades he got, 9-2 and 9-8, except they put the 9-2 in the 9-8 case. You know, that is fucked up. But um, Yeah, that's a situation where you don't know what to do. On, I mean, he's an ethical guy. And um, right now, I assume they're still just both in his collection. He didn't do it to sell it. You know, he literally bought yeah, okay. these at a garage sale for like 50 bucks in a box. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it, he he graded them because fuck yeah, you know. Of course. Um, and, and just kept him in his PC. But um, so I, I he's not the sort of individual that would sell a 9-2 in an I-8 case. Right. He's not that guy. But uh, I don't know if he sent them back to reverse the switcheroo yet. But in terms of how hard they are on are on that book, from my experience, they seem to only... I can't say that because I, I haven't seen enough 9-8s to say that. Because yeah, you know what? No. There was a 9-8 newsstand that did sell on Heritage and it had a dog ear on it. And it was infamous. And there, wow. There's actually one that sold on Heritage just a couple of weeks ago. Was the the low sale was nine? Yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? Nine thousand dollars it sold for. Multiple spine ticks visible through the Heritage scans. So there are still gift grades of that book floating around, but that book is graded in the tens of thousands. Okay, it's not like there's a hundred graded and there's twenty gift grades. There might be sure. twenty gift grades in five thousand. Well, and you also got to imagine. Let's just say a percentage, 10% that were graded within the first five years probably don't look anything like the nine eights that would have been graded in the last five mm, years. Good point. Good point. You know, like who the fuck knows what, what, what constituted as a nine eight back in 2002. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. They probably didn't really. And then like, you know what would be interesting to me? And I don't know if anybody's working for that company that's you know what's his name that started the company but um he doesn't work steve for anymore. borak borak yeah. yeah but like i wonder how many books that they graded that publicly went out that were like in the early days or if they accumulated a mass amount of books and worked on figuring out what the grading is what the scale is then they started putting stuff in slabs and like maybe that stuff never was public but i would love to see some early graded books from them like first year to see what a nine eight looked like do you have any of the um do you have any of the first generation nine eights i had a no i had a five oh in a x uh the gsx and then i had a uh, yeah no i've never had an early early nine eight yeah that first label stuff that'd be fun to kind of look at um, yeah. Yeah. But so, yes, I, I, I wanted to just bring to light that, you know, the, what I hope for you in the next year. And obviously, you know, this is, uh, something that, you know, we'd be talking about in our separate channels together and separately, but, uh, man, I don't want it to end, but we are closing in on hour two. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. Yeah. And the, this has been one of the, like I said, the, one of the most rewarding things I've done. I feel so good about what we've put to record and what we're leaving behind with this podcast and all of the friends that we've made together uh, with this. And I just want to say to you, to Andrew and to everybody listening, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. I, I, I do not take this for granted. No, it's been a beautiful thing and it's going to continue to be a beautiful thing. Let's continue to inspire each other, encourage each other, you know, go for our personal goals and our collective goals and take those risks because there's no there's no losing there's no failing there's just doing and let's keep doing yeah and uh you know you can catch my new podcast direct edition dave (laughs) 
<laughs> nowhere, but you know, in your mind, I'm still talking to you. Yeah, this has been so much fun, and and 19 episodes plus a couple that don't exist except in my hard drive, and that's it. Once again, Manu, where can they find us? If you're looking for Dave, you can find him on YouTube, West Coast Davengers. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram, the 9.9 Newsstand. And yes, we do still have an Instagram page for the podcast. Do not be shy. Reach out if you want to. You can find us independently as well. But that is It Came From The Newsstand on Instagram. The direct market is taking over, and this has been another episode of It Came From The Newsstand. Goodbye. Love you. God, I'm so fucking glad I don't have to talk to this asshole. Oh, hi. (laughs) Oh, shit.